0: turn please to the book of Luke, the fifth chapter. We've been on a uh, series for some uh, weeks now. I think we may be getting near the completion of this series. Like our father in the faith, Brother Kenneth Hagan Sr. used to say, uh, we never really end, we just unhook. <laughs> we never get to the caboose. We just unhook at a car. <laughs> and um, so you don't exhaust the light and revelation from one of these subjects. But uh, the Lord knows what we need for every season. And uh, you need a varied diet. I mean, if you just only eat potato chips all the time and, and won't eat anything else. It could cause you problems, <laughs> <laughs> right? And some of the things that might not be your favorite in taste could be something your body needs. Yes. Right. Right. So we need to have the varied diet and full diet of the Word of God, the rightly dividing the Word of God. And the only way you can rightly divide A scripture or passage is with other scriptures. And um, there's more than one subject in the word of God. Have you noticed that? A lot of times people have their favorite. And they only want to talk about that. But when you do, you're going to get off. Because there's going to be a a vacuum. There's going to be a a void. And when, uh, like Paul said, we know in part. It's the part you don't know that can cause you to jump to the wrong conclusions and get off. So uh, if you love the Word of God, you love all the Word of God. Well, in talking about this, in Luke, the fifth chapter, and the fifteenth verse, Luke 5, 15, it says, so much more there went a fame abroad of him, talking about Jesus, and great multitudes came together to hear And to be healed by Him of their infirmities. What did they come to do? They came first to hear. And as a result, they got healed. Well, they came to be healed too. They came to hear and to be healed. But hearing came first. And to be healed by him of their infirmities. And as you you read, you'll see this was not just an isolated instance. But this is something that recurred. If you skip down to verse 17, this same chapter, Luke 5, 17, It came to pass on a certain day as he was teaching, as he was what? Well, if he's teaching, he's speaking words. And if he's speaking words... The people in the place are hearing words. So they're hearing. And there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. And the power of the Lord was present to heal them. What's the connection? What What did the scripture speak of first? His teaching. And the words and their hearing. And as a result of that, the power of the Lord was present, was there to heal. Now, as we got into some detail last week, you'd have to add to the scriptures to say that any of them, Pharisees, doctors of the law, received any of that healing power or that that healing power had any effect on them or or in their lives. And we talked about how that uh, last week about how the woman with the issue of blood in Mark 5, she came and pressed through the crowd and touched Jesus' clothes and and she felt the power of God go into her and Jesus perceived the power of God went out of him and he said, who touched me? And they all denied. And so finally she came and told him it was her, but was the power not there? Until she came and touched? Or had the power been there on him since he was baptized in the river Jordan and the Spirit of God came on him? The power was there, but no power was manifested. No power flowed out of him into her until the conductive force of faith made contact. Now this is not theory, this is not fantasy, this is not just some fable or story, this is reality. The power of God is just as real as electricity, in fact electricity is what God created. Also, it's a manifestation of the power of God in this seen realm. And just like not everything will conduct electricity. Some things are highly conductive, which means they have low resistance, and other things have high resistance and are poor conductors. A block of wood is not a good conductor of electricity. A rubber tire, the electricity will flow to it, but it won't flow in it and through it. Oh, but a copper wire, (laughs) a silver wire, a gold wire has low resistance. And so when the electricity flows to it, it'll flow right into it and flow right through it. How many think we ought to be low resistance and no resistance? We mentioned superconductors. (laughs) A superconductor is a phenomenon. It's a material that at a certain temperature has zero resistance. None. That means the power will just flow into it and just keep on flowing or cycling with no loss of power, no diminishing, which means in theory, it could just keep flowing and cycling from now on. Well. The power of God is from everlasting to everlasting. And electricity did not begin when people discovered how to capture it and how to make it flow. It was there. It was always there. And the power of God was in this room. Because the word of God is being preached and taught and the anointing is there. But there had to be somebody come in from the outside, and what the Bible say when they tore off the roof, Jesus saw their faith. And the faith conducted the anointing. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. Every place and every time that the word of God is preached and taught the truth. Under the anointing, the power is there. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Whether folks tap into it or not, yeah, whether people receive it or resist it, the power is there. How many believe every time somebody preaches a message about Jesus being the Savior and about to cross, the power is there for people to be born again? Yeah. Not, not some of the time, every time. And that's true with any of the Word of God. The Word of God concerning healing. The Word of God concerning being filled with the Spirit. The Word of God concerning protection. The Word of God concerning abundance. There is no Word of God void of power. Every Word of God is anointed with the power to cause to come to pass what the Word says. But it's not just the power being there that causes it to happen. Someone has to mix faith with it. Someone has to contact and connect and receive the Word of God. And when you do, you receive the power that comes with the Word of God. So when they came to hear, as a result of them hearing, believing, receiving that Word, then they were also healed. Can you see this, saints? Do you believe it? Go to Luke 6, please, just over a page or so in your Bible. Luke 6 and 17. You see, this was not, again, not an isolated thing, but something that continued to happen. Jesus came down with them, and he stood in the plain in the company of his disciples, and a great multitude of people out of all Judea and Jerusalem and from the seacoast of Tyre and Zidon, and they came to what? They came to hear him. And to be healed of their diseases. Verse 18. And they that were vexed with unclean spirits, too. Not just physical problems, but spiritual and emotional, mental problems. They, and they were healed. Hallelujah. And verse 19. And the whole multitude sought to touch him. For there went virtue. Or what? That's the word for power. Out of him and healed them all. Now this is a lot of people. Uh, the Bible calls thousands of people a multitude. Well this was a great multitude. So it's bigger than that. People out of more than one region. Judea, Jerusalem, Tyre, Zidon, And everybody that came. And heard and received was healed and or delivered. Why did they want him to touch him? Some said, Well, because he's Jesus. You're talking about he's the Son of God. They didn't know that. Isaiah talks about when he would come, there was no beauty or comeliness that we should desire him. People met Jesus on the street and walked right by him and didn't know who he was. All these people we already talked about in Mark 5. They touch. Think about this now. People were so close to Jesus. They were pressed up against him. They touched him and felt nothing. Got nothing. Except the woman with the issue of blood. Who came through and touched him in faith. So no. They didn't know he was the son of God. I mean a few of them. Acknowledged it towards the end. That they believe he was the fulfillment of Scripture, the Messiah. But most of the people, at the most, would have thought he's a prophet, but a man. And uh, yet, why, that? why do they want to touch him? Because of the words that he said. Faith comes by hearing. And the words that he said, we have a record of them. We have reason to believe more than once he took his text out of Isaiah. And he said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me because he's anointed me. And then he began to talk about the anointing is here for me to preach and to teach and for the blind to recover sight and for the prisoners to be set free. Hallelujah. People to be healed. And he'd say, today this scripture is fulfilled in your ears. What does that mean? It's happening right now. I'm here. The anointing is on me. That's why they wanted to touch him. But see, they wouldn't have wanted to touch him unless he had preached that and unless they had believed it. So if they hadn't received the word first, there couldn't have been any faith to receive the power afterwards. Do you believe it, saints? Thank you, Father. We've read repeatedly in Proverbs 4. Proverbs 4 and 10, and then later in the chapter, Proverbs 4, 10 says, Hear, O my son, receive my sayings, and the years of your life shall be many. So it's not just hearing them, but what else? Receiving. Receive my sayings. In verse 20, he said, 420, he said, My son, attend to my words Incline your ear to my sayings let them not do, let them them what my words my sayings what i said his sayings are things he has said let them not depart from your eyes keep them them what his words what he said in the midst of your heart for their life to those that find them and health to all their flesh the emphasis is on Esteeming his words. Esteeming his words. My son, pay attention to my words. Incline your ear. What does it mean to incline? Well, that's like adjusting an antenna. It's like leaning in. Wanting to hear it. Endeavoring to understand it. Don't let them depart from your eyes. You don't just look at it for a little bit and forget about it. You keep on thinking about it and you keep on looking at it. Keep them in the midst of your heart. This reveals that you treasure them. These phrases, doesn't it reveal this is something you consider highly valuable? Very important. You're paying attention to it. You're inclining your your heart and mind towards it, your ear towards it. You're keeping it in front of your eyes all the time, night and day. You're holding on to it in the midst of your heart. This is treasuring, valuing, highly esteeming the Word of God. Now, it doesn't take long to say that. But do you realize that not everybody appreciates the Word of God? Most people on this planet. Sad to say. Don't think enough of the Word of God. To go to any kind of service. Or even own a Bible. Much less open it and and go to read it. And the Master talked about this. That you're... Perception and valuing of the Word of God would determine what you received from it. So if you don't esteem it at all, you're not going to receive anything at all. But if you esteem it some, you'll receive some. But if you esteem it highly, (laughs) you'll receive much. And if you receive it as the most important thing in your life, It will completely transform your life. Hallelujah. Glory Glory to God. God. Am I talking to lovers of the word of God? Am I? Well, I want to talk to you some more about this. Some more about this. Go with me, please. To the book of Psalms. Psalm 119. There's a lot in the Word of God about this. You believing with me for utterance? Let's just release faith further about this. You don't want to hear from me. You want to hear from Him. Right? Let's agree together. Father, in Jesus' name. We agree together asking this, touching this for utterance. Let us hear what you'd have us to hear and see these things through your eyes. Enlighten the eyes of our heart and mind and understanding. Quicken us inside and out. Show us anything and everything that's been a hindrance to the fullness of what you desire and have planned in our lives. Unveil and uncover the deceptions and tricks of the enemy that have hindered and caused to stumble. We ask for your word, your will, the moving of your spirit in Jesus' name. By faith, we believe we receive it. And we'll not be forgetful hearers. We'll hold on to it and keep it in Jesus' name. Amen. Somebody say, So be it. So be it. Psalm 119 verse 127. Now, have you ever read Psalm 119? You know how many verses is in there? <laughs> well, look at the end. Look at the end of the Psalm. How many verses is there? Somebody said 176. Whatever. It's a bunch. <laughs> I heard different numbers. <laughs> but Why so many verses without question? The longest psalm and chapter as far as I know, as far as verse count. So what's different about this psalm? The entire psalm is about the psalmist's love for the word of God. The entire psalm. And if you've never read it, I encourage you. To not only read it, but say it for yourself. Don't say it as though you're quoting his words. This is the inspired word of God. Say it for yourself. I love your word. I treasure your commandments. Listen, to, we, won't, we won't read the whole thing, but down in, in 127, what did he say? I love your commandments. Above gold, yea, above fine gold, do you love his word more than money? Now most every Christian would know the correct answer is yes, but you know, when it comes down to making choices, when it comes down to what you spend your time pursuing, it can tell a different story. I love your commandments, which is, he, he didn't have, you know, the, the New Testament. He, he had the word that he had. I love them above gold, above fine gold. Verse 128, therefore I esteem all your precepts concerning all things to be right. Have you decided that everything God says is right? Or what if you disagree on any point? He's right, <laughs> and you're not. What if some of the people that's supposed to be really smart disagree with him? He's right, and they're wrong. Yep. Say it out loud. I esteem, I esteem. All, your all your precepts concerning all things, concerning all things to, be right. to be right. We might say today, you're right about everything. That's right, you are right about everything. And every Christian knows they should agree with that. But I've had people argue with me about child rearing. I gave them scriptures. And they quoted so and so's child psychology book to me. Well, Whether they're saying it or not, they're saying this person is an authority. Well, I think God's an authority. And, and it seems to never cross people's mind. What kind of kids do they have? I don't care how many initials is after their name or how, how nice the book looks. How's their kids? Do they even have any? How did it turn out? Just because you, you write a book does not make you an authority. Your book can be totally wrong. And you can be very sincere and just sincerely wrong (laughs) but I've decided Phyllis and I have settled this God is right what he has said is right about everything he's right right. about marriage he's right about husbands and wives he's right about healing He's right about the truth. He's right about money. He's right about everything. (laughs) So that means when we have an issue, a question, situation, what do we do? Take it to the word. Take it to the word. And then when we find out what he has said about that, what do we decide? That's right. Well, that's, right. that's right. What if it's not what you've been doing? Well, I need to change. Yeah. What if that's not what mom and daddy believed, or or grandma and grandpa, or, or, or your whole denomination? That's right. He's right. That's right. Are y'all trying to say we're wrong? I'm saying he's right. <laughs> you'll have to decide which side of that you want to be on but I'm saying I am fully convinced completely persuaded this word is the standard it is the final authority about everything it is not just a book of men's ideas it is the inspired word of the living God who created the heavens and the earth Amen. one of the reasons I'm so convinced about this is that the further I walk, I go with him and the longer I walk with him the more I see evidence of it you hear people saying well these books don't even agree with each other there, there's contradictions in the scripture I said who Well, it's obvious. Obvious to who? I know immediately these people are woefully ignorant of these passages that they're talking about. If this book is true, if it is truth, there are no contradictions. There cannot be. People say, well, that was just Paul's opinion. Then it's not the inspired word of God. That was just Peter's Peter had a different position. <laughs> then you don't believe it's the Word of God. No. What I've discovered things that looked like they didn't agree to me. After growing in God for 20 years, I saw the light. And I thought, oh, that's what that means. Well, no wonder. Sometimes just reading one more verse further or backing up and reading the three that came before it (laughs) and you begin to realize, well, it was never wrong. You were just ignorant. How many know there are questions that two-year-olds and three-year-olds can ask you? You can't even answer them. I mean, you could answer them and you could give them a perfect answer but they wouldn't know more after you finished than before you started because they simply don't have enough life experience. They don't have enough understanding to know what you're even telling them. And so from their perspective, things may not look like they connect or agree, but there's nothing wrong with what they're looking at. There's just something wrong with how they're looking. And in my small experience, I've experienced this repeatedly. Something that I didn't understand how those things went together or how they fit. As I grew, I saw it. But you won't see any of it until you first reverence the Word of God. Treasure it. Highly esteem it. Job twenty-three twelve said, I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Do you value his word more than gold? More than money? Do you consider his word to be more important than your next meal? Obviously, many do not. But when you are enlightened to the truth... You will think that way. You know what you're sitting on? You know what the building is sitting on? Do you know what you're breathing? Do you know where where the impulses are coming from? From your brain to make your heart beat. They all have come from the Word of God. The spoken Word of God. He said. And it became. (laughs) So what is more important? What is more real? Now you can choose not to believe that. It won't change a thing. (laughs) You you can choose not to believe it. And as soon as you die and slip out of here. You'll have a great revelation. (laughs) But it'll be late for this life. Too late to affect this life. Or. Or. Oh, hallelujah. You can say like the psalmist, I love your words more than gold. I esteem everything you say to be right and to be perfect. Hallelujah. He went on to say in the very next verse, the entrance of your words gives light. It gives understanding to the simple. But it doesn't work. The way flesh wants it to work. Are walking by sight. People will say prove to me there is a God. Prove to me that this book is inspired of God. Prove it to me and I'll accept it. You'll just remain darkened and ignorant the rest of your life. I don't care how many degrees you have. Why? That's not how it works. You have to choose to believe it. And then God will reveal it to you. If you want to despise him and his word and his church and his people. You will not see the value of it. And you'll not glean the benefit of it. But if you choose to honor it. Didn't he say them that honor me. I will honor. Those that despise me shall be lightly esteemed. Many are despising him and don't realize it, don't call it that. To despise means it's the opposite of honor. It means not to value, to treat as unimportant, as nothing. Obviously, there's a lot of people who treat the Word of God as completely unimportant. They don't understand why we would go to the links we'd go to. Why in the world would anybody take vacation time, travel and pay your own expenses, go to a meeting and spend money, even give money in the meeting? Why are you there and stay in church all day long? People outside of this think you have lost your mind. You, you have become brainwashed. You you have become indoctrinated in some crazy thing. What they don't know is their old brain needs some real washing. <laughs> By the washing of the water of the Word. Of God. And that his word. The flesh profits nothing. But the word that he speaks. To us. It is life. Eternal. Life. We, you may think we've digressed. But we haven't. Why did the people come. To hear. And then be healed. If they hadn't valued what he was doing and what was being said, they wouldn't have bothered to leave home, to go there. There are many people convinced in in this city, thousands and thousands of people who consider it an utter waste of time to read the Bible, to pray. To go to church. Why pray to a God you don't believe exists. You're just deluding yourself. Why would you go to a church. That talks about a God. Reads from a book. From a God who doesn't exist. And so they. Are in this world. Without God. Oh he's around. He's here. He loves them. But they're doing this on their own. That's where you get that. The Bible talks about people without God in the world. Without God. And so they, as far as their experience, to them, they have no evidence that God exists. <laughs> Yet the very air they're breathing That's right. is evidence that God exists. That's right. That's right. The existence of the planet, the light of the sun, everything around them is saying, it came from somewhere. People say, well, I just believe it created itself. That it takes faith to believe that. Faith in something. Because it's not science. None of it's proven. Nobody was there to see how it created itself. Nothing anywhere else that we know of created itself. What can you find that from the first origin created itself? That's a completely foolish, unreasonable line of thinking. (laughs) If there's creation, there's a creator. This is truth. The reason why people don't want to accept it is because of rebellion. Man has rebelled against God. And if you're going to acknowledge that there's a creator, then you just acknowledged you should seek to find out His will for your life and submit yourself to Him. And that's what the flesh does not want to do. My life, I'm going to live it the way I want to. Then it'll be a sad, pitiful life. But if you'll value the Word of God, Phyllis and I were shouting about this. Our life. Has already gone farther. Than we would have imagined. 40 years ago. Already. And God's not done. I would have never imagined. 40 years ago. Preaching to you. In our churches. that weren't even a thought. At that time. Sending these messages out through the uh, Word Production Center all over the world. I would never imagine the cost that it takes to do this. All the people that God has joined to us. Staff and teams and, and partners and, and the meetings and the miracles. All the healings and deliverances. Oh, somebody say glory to God. How did it happen? Phyllis and I know exactly how it happened. It happened back, way back, <laughs> in a little mobile home in Mississippi with a just married man and woman, young, 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 completely. Inexperienced with the things of God. Ignorant. Ignorant. But somebody suggested that we needed to listen to some tapes. We thought, music, you know. No, preaching tapes. Preaching on tape? Why in the world would you do that? Most folks we knew, if they went to church, they're hoping they could get out real quick. Right? I mean, from the time they showed up, they're thinking, you know, let's come on, let's get this thing and get out of here. Much of church has become a check the box thing. I went. Yeah, I'm a good Christian. I went to church. No concept of getting the life changing word of God. In looking back, this is a few years ago. I was beginning to be more aware how blessed Phyllis and I have been. We have heard some of the best teaching and preaching in the world. We've been in some of the best meetings. I'm convinced. Anybody's ever been in. We've seen the power of God. We've heard and seen miracles. Thousands of the best messages and sermons. On faith and healing and the Holy Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit. And the authority of the believer. And, and on and on and on. And there are many people. Who haven't heard one good faith message. I'm not talking about just a couple. I'm talking about millions and millions. Who've just heard hardly anything. And I thought Lord. Lord. Why us? I mean, from the natural, we were nothing special. Why have we been privileged to hear so much and be, a, be involved and be a part of so much, while many others, hardly anything at all? Why? And just like that, it came back to me within just a few moments I remembered right after Phyllis and I got a hold of the word of faith. We were so excited. We heard we had been redeemed from the curse of the law. This is back in the 70s. We were so ecstatic that God would actually, care cared whether you were sick or broke. And would actually, if you'd believe him, would do things for you, including material things and and heal your body. We were so excited about it. And so the first thing you want to do is share it with your friends. You find something good. You want other people to to get it too. And and so we took these tapes. Someone said tapes. Yep, not CDs. Tapes. I know it sounds strange to some people. Magnetic strips. That rolled across things. Look it up. <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> we gave it to him. Said oh man you got to hear this. You got to hear this. Really What? what is it? You got, got some new music? No it's preaching. Preaching? You want me to listen to a tape on preaching? Please just listen to it. You, you'll see what I'm talking about. You talk to him a few days later. What about it? Oh I had not had time to get around to it. Make time to get around to it. Listen to it. Weeks later, oh, I listened to part of it, they said. <laughs> and you could tell they are completely unenthused. I didn't understand all they're talking about on that. I, it sounds strange to me. I I don't know about all that. But I said when I asked the Lord the question, why have we enjoyed so much? And many, hardly anything. That's what he brought to me. And then he spoke to my heart. I don't mean I heard a voice, but inside. He said, uh, he's answering my question. Why have we been given so much? He said, I knew you would value it. I knew you would value it. Why didn't they get more? They didn't value it. And it is precious. Has the word of God Saved your soul. From eternity. With the. With the devil and his bunch. How, how did that happen? You heard. The precious. Word. Anointed. Word of truth. And you valued it. And believed it. And received it. And You. Are going to spend eternity in a different place. Yes, thank you, Lord. Eternity. Yes, thank you, Lord. What the Lord had spoken to us at the beginning of this series. Our entire life and our eternity will be the result of our response to God's word. Yes. Our entire life and Eternity, whether you received it or whether you rejected it. Is it true or not? What we call the Great Commission. Go into all the world and do what? A lot of people have tried to relegate the church's main function to natural things, humanitarian operations only. And as great as those things are, it's not the Great Commission. The Great Commission is not to go into all the world and feed and clothe and house people. Those things are good. You know they're good. But it's not the Great Commission. Why? Because the greatest need of man is not physical. You can be the richest man on earth, and if you lose your soul, what did you gain? No. No. Go into all the world and do what? Preach, which means you're anointed to proclaim this good, good news. And to him that believes and is baptized, if you you got baptized, that means you believed it enough to act on it, shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned, condemned, judged. And eventually punished. What determines these two completely different outcomes? Whether you receive the word of God. Or whether you reject the word of God. That's right. This is not just true concerning salvation and eternity. This is true every day of our life. Millions have rejected the word of God. Concerning Abundance. Millions of church people have rejected the Word of God concerning being filled with the Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit. Millions of church-going people have rejected the Word of God concerning faith and healing. As a result, they are without the benefits of this Word in their life. Oh, friend, has your life become better Because of the word of God that you have believed and received. Have you received all the word of God there is to receive? No. No. Then could your life be even much more better? Huh? If we would esteem his words and receive them. Hallelujah. It's one of the reasons we want you to read your chapter every day. Hmm? But it's important how you do it. If you just scan it. And try to get through it as quick as you can. To mark the box and say I read my chapter. You're missing the point. It begins. Why are we even taking the time to do it? Because man shall not live. By bread alone. But by every word. That proceeds out of the mouth of God. So Father thank you. For your holy word. It is life, it is healing, it is wisdom, it's everything I need. I'm asking you, Lord, open my eyes, feed my faith, quicken my spirit with your holy word. And now we read it in faith, looking for treasures in every word, in every phrase, expecting something amazing around the next corner. And if you're not doing that, you're not receiving a greater measure because not meeting a greater measure of respect. Look in the book of Psalms, not Psalms, excuse me, the gospel accounts, Matthew 10. In Matthew 10, let's see, I'm moving a little bit too quickly here. Just stay in Matthew 10. And we'll put these up on the screen for you. You stay there and just read these. Mark 4.23. You're staying in Matthew 10, unless you're just really fast. Mark 4.23, Jesus said what? If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. Now, sometime back we talked about these things. What differentiates between a hearing ear and an ear that's not a hearing ear it is the heart the condition of the heart determines whether the ear can hear a willing heart makes a hearing ear an obstinate heart a rebellious heart will make an ear that cannot hear if people get hard-headed and stubborn enough they get to where no matter how perfect of a truth you're telling them, they don't even hear it. They're really not even hearing it. They see your lips moving. And what you're saying may be completely right. But their heart is so obstinate, it blinds the eyes and it deafens the ears. Oh, but when your heart gets right and you get willing... And you get teachable and correctable, your ear gets to where it can hear and understand. If any man has ears to hear, let him hear. And he said to them, Take heed. What does take heed mean? Give me some other phrases. Take heed, be on the watch, watch out, pay attention. To what? What you hear. Watch out. Pay attention to what you hear. For with whatever measure you meet, it shall be measured to you and unto you that hear shall what? More be given. Now, I didn't see this till after the Lord answered my question about why we had enjoyed so much. But there's the answer right there unto you that hear more will be given who's going to get more revelation more light more understanding more manifested power from the word of God the people who hear it have ears to hear what makes ears to hear a heart that values and treasures the word of God when he says what measure you meet what's he talking about the measure of reverence the degree of value you give to the word. Well, I, I love God. You don't love God without loving his word. Who is the word? Made flesh, become our Savior, Redeemer. He is the Word. Hallelujah. When you're reading the book of Revelation. Where he's leading the armies of the redeemed on the white horse. And his eyes are like fire. And he's got to band the gold. And his name written across. The word of God. Oh hallelujah. Who is the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He is the word of God. We should esteem the word of God above everything. Above life and breath itself. More than gold. More than money. More than food. More than the approval of man. Come on are you listening? More than another day on this planet. Above all. Why? Because everything that has been made. Was made by the word of God. And what and who has saved you and I? The word of God. Jesus. Somebody say I love the word of God. I love the word of God. I I treasure the word of God. Above all that I treasure. treasure. Hallelujah. 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 Luke 8.18 says a similar thing. Luke 8.18. Take heed. uh, Therefore. What? How. You hear. He said take heed what you hear. And take heed how you hear, for whosoever has, to him shall more be given, and whoever has not from him shall be taken, even that which he seems to have. Well, why bring that up? Talking about how you hear. Whoever has what? And ask the Lord, why? Why have Phyllis and I been so privileged? We've been around, in my, my estimation, some of the greatest generals in God's army? some of the greatest words, some of the greatest meetings, and not, not just two or three, hundreds, thousands of messages and services. Why? And we just keep winding up in wonderful places. <laughs> and people that want to be around us and want us to be around them, and, and we get to be privy to things and see things and hear things. It's not because there was anything special about Phyllis and I. After the natural, we're from podunk backwoods know nothing. It's the truth. But we already got through reading during the offering. God chooses people like That's that. Right. Is that right? Is that right? Amen. Why? Because he shows up big. He shows up big in what the world calls foolish, you know, weak, base. And uh, the Lord said to me, he said, I knew you, talking about she and I, you would value it. And then just a few weeks later, he added to me, he said, and I knew you'd do something with it. Well, that, that, it, that's directly connected to valuing it, right? Valuing it. Our life revolves around the Word of God, is built on the Word of God. It is the solid rock. Amen. Amen. Knowing and being a doer of his word is the rock your house is built on so it doesn't move when the storms come. What's the difference? The word. The word. I know you've heard about the word. But can you hear too much about the word? Yeah. Could you come up in a, another notch higher in your respect for the word? In your esteem for his word? We can. All of us can. And as soon as you do, your eyes are going to get more Enlightened. Years are going to begin to hear more. You're going to hear things you didn't hear before. You're going to begin to understand things you didn't understand before. Anybody hungry for this? Amen. We're not waiting on God to decide to give us more. He's left it up to us what we think of Him, how important He is to us, how much we treasure it, and to those who treasure it much. We'll be given more. Hallelujah. If we ever stop appreciating it. You start going backwards. You won't be able to hear it. You won't be able to see it. And, that, and people get to the point where. There's nothing to this. I don't see it. I don't hear it. I don't feel it. Well whose fault is that? It's like saying there's no electricity here. I don't feel anything. Oh It's here. It's here. You can back up and put your hand over these receptacles on the wall. I don't feel anything. Ain't no power there. Oh it's there. (laughs) Whether you think it is or not. If you know. How to connect to it. And conduct it. With your faith. In Matthew 10. Are you still there? Good. Matthew 10. He said. Matthew 10 40. He that receives You. Receives me. He that receives me. Receives him that sent me. The Lord's very big. On delegation. He takes it personally. How you receive those he sends. Whatever you did or didn't do with them. As far as he's concerned. You did or didn't do it with him personally. We've not been as big on this as we should be. Saul, before he got born again, on the road to Damascus, when he saw the master, what did Jesus say to him? Saul, Saul, why are you hurting my Christians? Is that what he said? No. What did he say? Why are you persecuting me? And I'm sure Saul thought, well, he said, who are you? (laughs) What do you mean? Well, I haven't done anything to you. Oh, yeah, you have. And Jesus said, if you receive whoever I send, you receive me. And if you receive me, you receive the one, the Father, who sent me. Keep reading. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. What if you don't even believe there are any prophets anymore? All that's passed away. None of the 5 full ministry gifts have passed away. Are we still in the church age? We still preaching the gospel? Well, then we still got apostles. We still got prophets. We still have evangelists. We still have pastors. We still have teachers. Saying someone's a prophet should sound no more strange to us than saying somebody's a pastor. Or an apostle should sound no different from us. And it's it's not about hanging a label on somebody. It's about the kind of ministry. The type of ministry. But if you receive a prophet in the name of a prophet, we'll receive what? Prophets reward. Well, what if you just receive them as a man? And nothing else. Well then you're not going to get that. You just receive them as a, a Bible teacher. Well you might get a teacher's reward. But you wouldn't get the prophet's reward. How you hear. Determines what you get back. What the word does for you. What the word does in you. We looked uh, last week. In Thessalonians. Where he said. Uh, what is it? First Thessalonians 2.13 or so. When you receive the word of God. Which you heard from us. You didn't receive it. As the words of men. But as it is in truth. The word of God. Which works effectually. In you. That believe. Why is the word of God. Working powerfully in them. Because they didn't just hear it. As Paul talking. They said. In their hearts and minds. What? This is. The word of God. Another way of saying that. This is God speaking to us. That's right. Not making a big deal out of flesh. But making a big deal out of the word of God. Yeah, right. Oh come on friends. Can you see this? He goes on to say in, in verse 41. Matthew 10, 41. He that receives a prophet in the name of a prophet. Receives a prophet's reward. He that receives a righteous man. In the name of a righteous man receives a righteous man's reward. How we're receiving this person. And whoever shall give to drink unto one of these little ones a cup of cold water only in the name of a disciple. Verily I say to you, he shall in no wise lose his reward. The reward is dependent upon and in degree of how you perceive and treat the person. That the word is coming through. Yes. Oh can you see this saints? Yes. Go to Romans 10 please. Jesus also said if they despise the one I send. They despise me. And if they despise me. They despise the one who sent me. The more spiritual we become the more we perceive the realities of the Spirit. The more carnal you are, the less you do. You're just aware of the natural. That's why the people in in Jesus' hometown, he could there do no mighty works. There's no manifestation of power. Why? They didn't receive his words. Because all they could see is Joseph and Mary's boy. Carpenter, carpenter's son. And so they didn't esteem him. And his words had little impact on him. If we value God, we value his word. If we value his word, we value the vehicle or the vessel that God used to get the word to us. All of it is important to us. This is not about making much of flesh. It's about making much of God. And if you despise his vessels, you despise the word. Though you might not mean to, you despise the one who spoke the words and sent the vessel. God takes it personally that you rejected him. This is happening all over the world. Every one of us, our entire lives and our eternity is and will be the result of our response to his words. To his words. In, uh, where did I tell you where to go? Yeah, Romans 10. Y'all are sharp. You value the word. Do you? You value the word. Why do we have this church here? Why do we have the word production center? And the word supply? Why? Why? Why do we spend millions of dollars on a regular basis? To get this word. 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 Anointed word. Because it's by words the heavens and earth were created. It's by words that we exist. It's by words that men are saved. It's by words that men are healed. It's by words that men are delivered. And set free. Not just any words. Not just men's ideas. But the anointed. Words. Of God, should there be anything else any more important in our lives? Someone said we should love people. If you love people, then you want to help people. How are you going to help them? It's not going to be with all your tears and your goofy ideas. And, and you can throw money at problems until everybody's broke and still not have any change except now everybody's broke but the word of God is able to build you up and give you an inheritance hallelujah that you can lay hold of and receive and walk in hallelujah Romans 10 verse 8 he says what saith it the word is near you. Nigh means near. Close by. Even in your mouth and in your heart. What? The word of faith which we preach. Did you know Paul was a word of faith preacher? Yeah. Verse 9. This word that if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and shall believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, You shall be saved. You shall be saved. Keep reading. Read for the next few verses here. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness. With the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says. Whosoever believes on him. Shall not be ashamed. We might say disappointed. For there's no difference. Between the Jew and the Greek. For the same Lord over all is rich. Unto all. That call upon him. But then, do you know just a few verses down here is verse 17 about how faith comes? Don't separate it from the rest of this passage. How do you get there? Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Don't take that out of its context. Whoever will call on the name of the Lord, whoever, shall be saved. Keep reading every one of these now. How then shall they call on him? In whom they have not believed. What's the answer? They won't. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? They can't. And how shall they hear without a preacher? They can't. They won't. And how shall they preach except they be sent? See, this is not just about somebody talking or reading a verse. This is about God-sent, Holy Spirit-anointed words. That's what causes faith to come. Not just the bouncing of words, sound waves off of your eardrum. Because like we've already said, he said, to those who have ears to hear. Keep reading. How shall they preach? Except they be sent, as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of them that preach The gospel good news of peace. And bring glad tidings of good things. Oh hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. Why does he say that? This is a quote from Isaiah. Back up to verse 15 again. Why would he say. How beautiful are the feet of them. That preach the gospel of peace. And bring glad tidings. Of good things. If the feet. Of the messenger. Are not beautiful to you. Then the message. Is not important. And the one. Who spoke the word. And sent the messenger. Is not important to you. To say. The creator is important. But to ignore and despise. The one he sent. Doesn't work. Can you see this? Oh, I have faith in God. I believe in God. God's all important to me. I love God with all my heart. And then he sends somebody to you with a message. And you despise it and you disrespect them and you don't have time for it. Then it's just empty words. You don't love God with all your heart. He's not first in your life. It's just talk. The devil is the great despiser. He's full of disrespect. And rebellion himself. And he has breathed this into the generations of lost men in the earth. And too much of it has gotten into the church and among believers. We're, we're warned don't be conformed to this world. We should greatly value each other. We should greatly value each other in the church. We should greatly value our spouses. Is that right? And our friends. It's so easy. It's so easy to take people for granted. And you're used to them. And you see them all the time. And who is that? Oh, that's so and so. That's Joseph's boy. Mary's boy. That's why they didn't have miracles. In Jesus' hometown. So the, the catalyst the, to change the The key to the breaking out of the power of God and the greater move of the Holy Spirit and revelation beyond what we've seen or heard. It's not waiting idly for God to decide to do something. It's you and I having a change in our heart that we respect and we reverence. Come on, are you listening? And we hold dear and precious. And when the word of God is spoken and the things of God are happening, we are there. We're front. We're center. We got nothing else more important in our life or on our minds. Come on, can you see this? And when you get more and more people and hundreds of people and thousands of people coming together to do that, that's when you got to move a God. More and more things happen. But when I they just having service. Uh, another meeting. Uh, I've heard all kinds of preaching. I've heard I've heard some of the best. <laughs> yeah, but obviously didn't think much of it. Didn't appreciate it very much. And therefore didn't measure much to it and didn't get much out of it. But whose fault is it that you didn't get much out of it? Did you know what happens all the time? Two people sit side by side. In the same service, in the same building, hear the same words. One of them leave bored, the other one leave life changed. Because even though the, the, they heard the same words mechanically, they didn't hear the same things. One met more reverence and respect to it. You cannot separate reverence for God, love for God. From reverence and respect for His Word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Uh, go, turn to First Corinthians before I let this slip away from me, and I, I believe I'll finish. Finish that. I'm telling you wrong. Second Corinthians, the fourth chapter. Second Corinthians four. You cannot separate love from God from love for his word and you cannot separate love for his word from the gifts that he's given to get the word to you the one God used to preach the message on the day you got born again should always hold a special place in your heart that was weak true or not I don't know where they are. I don't know what they did. I don't know how much light they had or how much further they went with it. But God used them. Their feet should be beautiful to you. Forever. I said forever. Maybe you've come a long ways since then. But if you hadn't got started, you wouldn't have gone anywhere. Right? Their feet should be most beautiful to you. Why? Because you love God. You love what Jesus has done for you. You love the wonderful word that he sent to you. How'd that word get to you? He gave gifts unto men. He called. He anointed. And anybody in the ministry knows if you go very far with the call of life. You've got to make some serious choices. You're going to have to turn loose of your thoughts and your dreams and what you were doing or thought you were going to do. There's going to be sacrifice and a whole lot of it. Not everybody's going to appreciate it. Should we value the gifts God has given and the messages that God has brought through them, the words that have forever changed our lives, And when we honor this, we honor the word, we honor them, we honor God. What did he say? Them that honor me, I will honor. When God heals you, the power of God recreates cells in your body and restores organs and bones. When on the same year... A million other people in the country died from it. That's him honoring you. You were honored above others. Come on, are you with me, friends? How would he have a right to do that? How would that be fair? It is fair if when you heard it, you respected it. You revered it. You treasured it. You believed it. You attended to it. You inclined to it. You kept it in front of you. You held on to it in your heart. Come on, are you with me? And you did it. You acted on it. And you walked it out. God has every right then to do for you what is not happening for others in (laughs) the earth. Glory to God. When other people Their businesses go belly up. Their houses and cars are repossessed. Trying times in the economy. They lose everything. Millions around you. And yet, not only do you not lose it, you pay it off. (laughs) And you own it free and clear. And you open another one. Come on, are you listening? Don't you get to thinking it's because you're so smart or so pretty. (laughs) Maybe you are, but it's not because of those things. Why? God has honored you when he has sustained you when others went under and you didn't. He's honored you. He's honored you with his Holy Spirit, with his holy power, with the working of his holy angels, with giving you favor with God and man. He's honored you. He's honored you. Come on, tell me, who who does he honor? Who does he honor? He honors those who honor him. How are you going to honor him? You honor his words. You honor his people. You honor his church. Yes. You honor his gifts. His ministers. Man, I, I've seen it. In, I've, I've traveled quite a bit. The last 30 plus years. And it makes a giant difference. How people see you. And how they receive you. I've been to places. You could tell. It seemed like they forgot we're having a meeting. Nothing is prepared, nothing is ready, and you could tell when you got, you know prayed, studied, did everything I knew to do to be ready. I got a message. Well, I didn't give myself this message. I didn't think this up. I've told some of our staff. I've told Phyllis many times. I, I I'm sure our folks don't know how supernatural this is. Many, well, I shouldn't say many times, all the time. All the time. I'm sitting at my desk. Or I'm going down the road. Or I'm flying in the plane. And and I was looking for something. And God just started talking to me. Just started showing it to me. Giving it to me. A lot of times if I can I get where I can stop. I get my phone recorder out. I start saying it. I start writing it down. I did not think any of this up. Well then it shouldn't be treated like something I thought up. Is that right? I shouldn't treat it like that. And the people here that shouldn't treat it like that. Right. I must not get up. With something like that and go. I know y'all heard all kind of stuff. And you probably already know all this. But I'm just going to share a few of my own thoughts. Not my own thoughts. Not something I figured out. I need to respect it. I'm handling. Divine mysteries. Hidden From ages past. Now revealed to the church. Not just me. But all his ministers. Do you understand what I'm talking about? I'm carrying. At the time of delivery. The holy anointing. Is on my vessel. Come on. Are you listening? The more I esteem this. The stronger it will be. And the more the hearers. Esteem it the more effect it will be. Amen. And so people who, who despise spending money on churches or parsonages or cars or planes or any of those things, they don't realize it. But if you despise the messenger, you're despising the message. If you despise the message, you despise God. God. And there are people that are often, they're crooks, and you just have to depend on the Holy Spirit to help you know who's who and what's what. But, old friend, when it's the real thing, yeah, Phyllis, one of the things Phyllis and I were so excited about today, we saw a possible opportunity for us to honor an elder in a substantial way. I'm, I'm, I'm just so happy I could run around the room and, and talk in tongues right Why? Somebody, it may not be who you're thinking about, but somebody that God used decades ago to speak the Word of God into our lives. And she and I are just rejoicing because years ago, we would not have had any ability. We wouldn't have been at the place. This kind of honor, this kind of thing. But we're there. Within a few days, within a few weeks, we're there. It's not just making a big deal out of a man or a woman. I know they're human. I know they got faults. I know they got flesh. But God chose them. Come on, are you with me? At that period of our lives, and He revealed His holy word inside them and put His holy anointing on them and sent them, and they were willing to bring it and to come and to do whatever it took. Their feet will always be beautiful. Well, beautiful feet ought to have some outstanding sandals. And all the ladies said, "Amen." Beautiful feet ought to have top-notch shoes. Whatever else they need, how much we value the word will be revealed in how much we value the vessel. Look with me in closing. I think Second Corinthians. Fourth chapter. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. I say this often in my private time, like after tonight, like after Sunday, like after last Friday night or whatever. If you were a fly on the wall in my bedroom when I'm changing or something after a service, you'd hear this oftentimes. I say, Lord, thank you. For letting me handle your holy word. Is it holy or not? Yes. Yes. Thank you. For letting your holy anointing come on me. You, A lot of times folks. They don't know how precious it is until they lose it for whatever reason. And are no longer used that way. I don't want to be so ignorant that I have to lose something. To know how precious it is. And how valuable it is. It's no small thing. That anybody wanted to come hear this tonight. Much less thousands of folks. Here and online. There's a lot of folks. Want to hear the word of God. Set aside time. Make it important. Make it priority. It's no small thing. And that Phyllis and I. Are able. We got a good place. And good places to be comfortable. And well fed obviously. And. Well clothed and got good health and good strength. Come on, are you listening? Able to come before the Lord and say, Lord, what is the word for tonight? What is the word? What is the word? And begin to seek and begin to pray. And you think about this, but that ain't it. And you talk about that and that ain't it. And look at this and then this thought comes and you go, ah, that's it, that's it. That's it, and the more you look at it, the stronger it gets, and thoughts come from here, and illustrations come from here, and you see this verse goes with that verse, and this verse, sometimes you can't move quick enough to to, to take it. And then you load both barrels real good, and come and see your smiling face. How are you going to get it out? How are you going to get five days worth of stuff into an hour and 15 minutes? But we believe together, right yes. and I don't claim to do it all perfectly or deliver it perfectly and you probably don't claim to hear it perfectly but doing what we know reaching and believing and valuing it our very, just our presence here just us having a service just us taking time to do it just you not leaving after 10 minutes is evidence I value it you value it hallelujah And that's why the good things that have happened in our life have happened. And that's why even greater things can happen yet. Glory to God. Oh, somebody say glory to God. Glory. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 2 Corinthians 4 and 1. The Spirit of God said through Paul, if you read Looking for these things in the writings that God used Paul to pen, you'll see him valuing and treasuring the Word of God and the anointing. He said, Seeing we have this ministry, as we've received mercy, we faint not. We have renounced the hidden things of dishonesty, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the Word of God deceitfully. What does that mean? There are people. They know the word doesn't really mean that, but they use it to manipulate and get what they want. That's handling the word of God deceitfully, dishonestly. If you know the word "God" doesn't mean that, don't you try to quote it to somebody to get your way? Because you know they don't know. But by manifestation of the truth. Commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Verse 5. For we preach not ourselves. Paul said, I don't preach Paul. I preach Jesus. We preach Christ Jesus the Lord. We preach ourselves, your servants. For Jesus' sake. For God who commanded the light to shine out of darkness. Has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. Now this applies to all of us. And it's more wonderful than we're even seeing. If we were seeing the fullness of this, everybody would be running around the room, (laughs) shouting at the top of their voice. I'm telling you. Every one of us. So we, we haven't seen too much of this. How would we see more of it? Help me out. By, you start by going, this is awesome. This, this is off the chart amazing. I know it is. And your head will go, what, what? Say, shut up, shut up. We're, I know it in here. Well, I don't see it. Well, hush, and you will. These things are spiritually discerned. Natural mind, the natural man thinks they're foolish. But the spiritual man discerns them. This applies to all of us in a degree. But he's still specifically talking about himself. Let's keep the verses together. We preach not ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. He's talking about him and his preaching. And he says, God commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts. In Ephesians 3, he goes into detail. Do you, have you heard about the dispensation of grace that God has given me? How that the Gentiles should be partakers, hallelujah, in this thing. It's not just a Jewish thing. He's saying it's a measure of the same kind of thing that happened when God said, light, B, And it was pitch dark, beyond pitch dark, but light blasted out from the word of God. He said, God has done that in our hearts. He did that in my heart. The revelation that's in Romans, Ephesians, Colossians, Philippians, Thessalonians is the result of... Of the light of God shining in Paul's earthen vessel. Come on, can you see that? How many would be very glad as soon as you get to heaven to run and kiss Paul's foot? Would you? Why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? You said, Paul, oh Lord, how God used you. In my whole life. Is that right? What are we preaching out of here tonight? Romans, (laughs) Ephesians. Is that right? Corinthians. Paul. That came to us. All of that came to us through these beautiful feet on Paul, whom nobody would have picked when he was Saul. If you esteem the speaker, The origin of it. God. You have to esteem the message. The same. If you esteem the message. You have great value. In the one God used to get it to you. In the whole thing. Because you wouldn't have been saved. If you hadn't called on him. And you couldn't have called on him. If you hadn't believed. And you couldn't have believed. Unless you had heard. And you couldn't have heard. Unless somebody preached it to you. And nobody would have preached it to you. Unless God sent them. (laughs) Hey. Somebody say glory to God. God. Stand on your feet please. Thank you Lord. Let's, uh, Let's close our eyes. Let's lift up our hands. Lift up our hearts to the Lord oh thank you Father we worship you we worship you oh God we worship you oh Father we worship you hallelujah